You are listening to Perspectives. I am your host, David Howard. Thank you for joining me. My desire is that each episode speaks to your heart while answering each and every one of your prayers in the most remarkable way. Many of us have traveled the expanse of prairie lands in the Midwest, witnessing as we speed past the endless miles of corn visible both through our windshield and unendingly through our rearview mirror. Have you ever wondered how did it get there or inquire about the geometric exactness of each row? Achieving such feats requires immense labor, one so detailed that it determines if an individual stock will bear an abundance of ears or fade away fruitless in the summer's heat. It all begins with a single kernel of corn carefully planted in the ground, too deep and it lacks the strength to break through the surface, too shallow and its ability to survive is lost almost immediately. Today's podcast is titled, The Heart of the Field. Matthew chapter 9 verses 36 through 39 tell us, and this is Jesus speaking, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. What does it mean to cultivate, to bring forth something that did not previously exist? What does it mean to witness the splendor thereof? It is indeed a labor of love and persistence. The not so familiar term detassel is a term used to explain how corn stalks are pollinated to bring forth ears of corn during harvest. Similarly, life gives us the ability to pollinate the harvest as a show of our labor for Christ. Each day a worker is assigned a row with their name on it that extends for miles in a single direction. Likewise, God gives us each specified task, none of which are identical, much like the row. He has appointed us and placed our name against our assigned task. The beginning of each row seems harmless enough, as the corn stalks rarely exceed the height of two or three feet. The beginning, of course, is our practice and where we begin to understand exactly what is required of us. At this point, we are permitted to experience mistakes and gain experience from them. They are at times difficult, but they do not place us in jeopardy or inadvertently in harm's way. As you get to the middle, however, a mile or so away, the corn stalks are often exceeding six feet in height, towering columns that stretch for an infinity. However, as the laborer reaches the end of their row, the stalks once again appear to decrease in height. Coincidentally, much like life, we labor and fight among the giants of the field, utilizing our experience that we've gained along the way 
as the tempest rages with us in the midst, we cannot fail to give what God has appointed to us. It is our role. We own it. We cannot choose which to permit to pollinate and those that will not. The detasseling is our labor, the watering and the planting. The pollen is like the Holy Spirit, which allows the ears of corn to bud and spring forth during harvest. That is God giving the increase. As we fight and labor among the giants and finally see daylight, we realize we're only half finished because we must turn once again along the opposite side of the lengthy road. We should not be perplexed that God has sent us forth once more as our labor has not yet concluded, souls yet to be saved. Yes, he gives us a reprieve every once and again, but we can ill afford to rest on our achievements and say to ourselves conclusively, well done. Along the way, there are things that deter us to challenge our willful desire, intense heat, the saturating humidity, the distant view of the horizon afar off, the quickening rise of storm clouds and the clapping of thunder in the distance. But unfinished work remains that if willfully and intently left undone can cause irreparable damage to the harvest. Our incomplete labor in Christ means someone does not hear God's word. Someone does not receive the good news. And yet still others will never know that there was a man from Galilee, Jesus, who would have met them along the way. Sometimes we must experience the hardship of labor to get it right, meaning we either begin again or we carry forward the experiences and the lessons learned along the way. We may have to go back because we forgot someone along the way for well, the first time we passed, we were so entrenched facing our own challenges that we failed to share what God had appointed for us. Of course, there are detractors. There is a risk of getting lost among the towering stocks. As I did once, I was halfway through the first side of my assigned road when unexpectedly, a very large bee angrily approached. First, I ignored it but he persisted to harass me. I had to run at a dead sprint as a means of escape, laying waste to an unknown number of stocks. But it appeared the faster I ran, the swifter he flew after me. To answer your question, yes, there are some bugs that I am afraid of. Finally free of the bee, gasping for air and coming to a stop, I was no longer in the vicinity of my row. As I gazed up, I realized suddenly I was lost. The only way to get back on track was to go back to the beginning, to the role with my name on it, David Howard. In our faith walk, we can often find ourselves off course midway through life. We can have an occurrence of that completely and utterly turns our lives upside down, so much so that we do not realize the damage we cause along the way, the stocks destroyed during my escape. Sometimes the damage can be so severe that God has no choice but to take us all the way back 
to the beginning again. The beginning does not necessarily mean starting completely over, but God bringing us to a place where we see our name, where we see our purpose, and we feel once again the presence of the Lord as we walk according to his perfect, not permissive will. Sometimes that means we must be the bigger person when it comes to damage control. Being able to simply say, I am sorry, forgive me, and thank you. It is not us reinventing ourselves, but God placing us upon the potter's wheel and making us over again. Our labor, our salvation, our walk with Christ is often like the journey through the field. We find that our greatest struggles and hardships are somewhere in the middle. But by then, God has prepared us by giving us practice. That's the small stocks in the beginning. As the storm ceases, but for a moment, God places us in the field once again. But this time, our experience allows us to both endure and prevail. It forces us to press forward as we see the end approaching. Our labor in Christ is one of love, patience, long-suffering, and perseverance. There are those that are easy enough at our level in whom we can look eye to eye, and yet many others in the pains of our laboring in whom we must reach for and reach towards because the distance is so great that separates us. Our effort is required and necessary. Without such, the field could not yield forth its fruit in season. Mark chapter four, verses 26 through 29 tell us, and he said, so is the kingdom of God as if a man should cast seed into the ground and should sleep and rise night and day and the seed shall spring forth and grow up he knoweth not how for the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself first the blade then the ear after that the full corn of ear but when the fruit is bought forth immediately he putteth in the sickle because the harvest has come Thank you for listening. I truly cherish your feedback. If you like what you have heard, please subscribe or leave a comment on the Anchor or Spotify platforms. You can also reply by sending an email to howarddc42 at yahoo.com or a text to the number that you receive the Perspectives podcast from. May the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, be with you until we meet again.